Hey, welcome. It's uh, seven minutes after the hour. Calling an audible here. I saw an article I thought was kind of amusing. I, I, initially, I wasn't going to uh, talk about this, but I thought it would be a fun topic because we always do so many serious things. The article is uh, 10 Terrible Disadvantages of Being a Man. And it's ranked. Uh, can't be around kids without raising suspicious uh, suspicions. Uh, this guy, apparently, he was 17 years old. He's in a shopping mall. Some little kid comes up to him and says, I can't find my mommy. So he takes the kid around the mall until they track her down. And the moment that <clears throat> he brings the kid to the mother, the mother starts screaming, I'm calling security. Get away from my son. And I can see where that would, that would happen. Um, then there's uh, hair issues. Too much in the wrong place, too little in the right one, said one user. Why does hair grow on the bum? Why? Why not somewhere else, asked another. Um, did, and then uh, somebody commented about being on an online dating site and said, love a hairy chest, but please no back hair. Uh, expected not to cry. Uh, men are expected to always have it together. People expect you to pull it together in any situation, noted one user. A couple of weeks back, a client pulled out a knife on uh, one of uh, the workers in the office and locked the door to the meeting room. Uh, at the time, I was the only male on the ground floor, and all the women yelled at me to step in and stop the knifeman. But I froze and did nothing. Luckily, the police arrived in under three minutes and no one was hurt. I get it why they turned to me for help, but I was just as clueless as them on handling the situation. Uh, what else do they have? Domestic violence victims. If you're a victim of domestic violence, people won't take it seriously. People don't think that women can be vicious. Sadly, several others had stories like, I went through this. Male friends asked why I didn't defend myself. I didn't want my kids taken away mid-divorce. My family thought I was being dramatic, but oddly enough, it was my female friends who provided the most support. Always going to be grateful for that. Uh, the need for physical touch. Lack of physical touch when single. I think the last proper hug I received was around six years ago. Really? Uh, initiating romance. There is like societal pressure as a straight man to be the one who goes after a woman. And there's a lot of rejection that goes along with that. And others shared, and beyond that, men need to pursue, but not too much. Be macho, yet in touch and sensitive. Always be up for adult relations at the drop of a hat. That's, that's what guys do. Uh, expected to do the heavy lifting. Lifting. Imagination uh, Lysfed uh, confessed, being the sole man in the office, I'm expected to lift large objects while looking buff and having noodle arms. It's never mentioned that uh, the gal that works out regularly can lift as, uh, at least five times as much as I can. Well, that's also what we do, isn't it? We, we don't want women to... Uh, to get hurt, we, we step in. I don't know. There, these disadvantages, I'm, I'm not sure I get them as, uh, as 
all disadvantages. The hair thing is just genetic. You can't help that. But it is, we've, we've kind of feminized men. We've emasculated them. We expect them to be all caring and sensitive and warm. But we're, we're not. I mean, it's not that we're not caring and sensitive or warm. It's just that it's not what drives men. We, wanna, we want our women to feel safe. We want our families to feel safe. And so we have to toughen up and do that. I don't see that as a downside. I'm proud of, of uh, being willing to protect my wife. Uh, initiating romance? Of course we do. Of course we do. Women uh, possess the gift of life. They are they're valued. We're dime a dozen. So yeah, we we have to do the pursuing. We have to do the wooing. I don't know. I don't I don't see where it's that much of a problem. Uh, these people are just hypersensitive. All right, uh, we got some polling data here. Uh, this is from The List. One of the worst-kept secrets in recent history was finally revealed November 15, 2022, when Donald Trump took to the podium at his Mar-a-Lago resort to announce his third presidential run, railing against what he called the current decline of America and its losses of respect on the international stage. He positioned himself as the voice of conservatives and declared, this will not be my campaign. This will be our campaign. I will fight like no one has fought before. Trump returned to the familiar promise that helped put him in office in 2016. Fighting crime, rebuilding the economy, stemming the flow of fentanyl and other deadly drugs, reducing dependence on foreign oil and protecting America from foreign threats. But the former president faces a threat of his own, a party that may be losing confidence in him. The 2022 midterm elections didn't produce the hoped red for red wave. And candidates that Trump endorsed made a disappointing showing, per Forbes, uh, Forbes magazine. Instead of cheering a potential second term, major Republican supporters are said to be looking for a more moderate name to back. Uh, at the moment, however, it looks as though Trump has a reason uh, to hope that he'll be the one tapped to lead the nation. Once again, a new poll is offering a glimpse into Republican voters' preferences. We talked to listeners about this this morning. How did they feel about it? And the Trump supporters were out en masse. Despite Trump's failure to help Republicans take control of the Senate, his party still believes he's the man to beat in 2024. A new poll by Morning Consult Politico, uh, taken just after the midterm, shows 47% of Republican voters would support the former president if the primaries were held today. The number represents a drop of just 1% from his pre-midterm numbers. Um, worrisome for Trump, however, is the result of a follow-up question asked whether they thought Trump should run for another term. 
Uh, 61% said yes, down from uh, 71% in August. The poll revealed another startling trend. A full 33% of Republican voters said they would throw their support behind Ron DeSantis if he were to get into the party's nomination. It's a 7% jump for the Florida governor since the days before the midterms, and it could spell bad news for Trump. Uh, somebody is, I'm sure, thinking that I'm you know, bashing Trump. I'm just reporting what this polling data indicate, not suggesting that it's good, bad, or otherwise. You already know my opinion. But I thought I would let you hear what the polling data indicate. At least roughly half of the Republican Party is strongly behind Donald Trump. Nobody else has those numbers. Interesting, huh? All right, you're listening to The Gary Nolan Show, and it's the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 11-19. I want to go back to the story about uh, the downside of being a man. I, you know, maybe it's because I am, I, I don't see a downside to it. Uh, but I suppose there are a few things that we're put upon to do that uh, some people might view it. But who do you think has it easier in life, men or women? Who do you, uh, you know what I think, Brian? I think women do have it easier. Do you? I'm not saying that it's a downside to be a guy. It's not. But I think women, women have it easier than men. Not so sure about that. There are, <laughs> there are times when I don't, uh, I would never want to be a woman based on some of the things that they have to go through. Only, oh, there are only times when you don't want to be a woman? Uh, like all times. <laughs> okay. But, uh, all right. No, I think in, in life, in general... Uh, who has it better, men or women? I think women. I think women do. I think they've they've got a. a I think they've got it better. Eight seven four ninety three ninety eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. They're the ones that uh, you know. It when the ship goes down, who do you try to save, Brian? Who who gets in the lifeboat first? Uh, certainly not me. Well, no, women and children. Yeah, right. Women have it better, right? Yeah, but I mean, there are some things in life that women have to go through that you never have to experience, like childbirth. Can you imagine, Gary Nolan, of you doing that? It's just uh, no. I I don't. Well, we're do not that. built for that. But I understand. It's but not I mean, the greatest. Pain, you know, they used to say there's no greater pain than childbirth, but that turns out not to be true. Studies have indicated that uh, there are other things that are greater in terms of pain, uh, but it is what makes them cherished, isn't it? The fact that they can bear our children, isn't that why we put them up on a pedestal? That makes it easier for them, doesn't it? I suppose so, but I mean, there's other things too. They, uh, women have a lot of emotions that men don't have, and they have to, you know, deal with that every men single day. Men have emotions. Well, they do, but women are different. They're softer. Of course, they're, more they're different. Yeah, they're hurt easier. They're I hurt mean, easier. Sure. No, I, I think men and women get hurt equally. I think the. Yeah, men seem to deal with a lot differently than women do. Yeah, we deal with it differently. It can last for months. (laughs) You know, something that we get over in an hour. No, I think 
I, no, I don't think we get over things. I, I think we may delay the the impact, but I no, I, I think that we have this. Uh, we women have it better than men. Women have it better than men because most men literally idolize them. We we put them up and we chase them. We want them desperately to want us. Eh, I, I think they got it made. We always want to impress them, right? We're the ones that that uh, do the stupid things uh, to impress these women. Or we go out of our way. I think they got it made. I think I think they they've got it. We're the ones that have to struggle. Now, there are some downsides to being a guy. And I think we ought to have some kind of parity with women in terms of, you know, equality of emotion. And we should have women, we should write a law. That, that's it. We should have the federal government write a law uh, that makes a certain number of women chase men, uh, or at least a certain number of men. Just, you know, like we do with employment. Uh, just saying. No, seriously, I do think, I think women have it, I think it, uh, they've got it just a slight edge. Uh, they live longer than us, don't they? As far as I know, they do. Uh, I don't know if that's changed or not. No, they, they've got a longer lifespan than us. It's because we're always doing the risky stuff. Uh, let me see what James thinks. James, welcome. How are you? Hey, I'm, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I think you probably need a little bit more contextual reference to the question. I mean, are you saying is it better to be a man or a woman in general or in a certain time, age, or in a certain place, i.e. Islamic women uh, or women who live in Islamic countries uh, probably don't have it as well as, you know, women in other countries. And then you have women who live in China, right, what they have to go through. And all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's narrow it down to the United States. Life in general, uh, women have it better than men. Uh, in the United States, yeah, um, probably there. I, I would say society probably treats them better than men. I mean, certainly, and and a lot of the aspects, the courts kind of favor the mothers and the women. Um, yeah, you know, it's the men that have to pay the child support. Yeah, so, um, the society may favor them, but I don't know if they have it better per se. I mean, are are we going to look at the physical? aspects of it i mean what they have to go through monthly and then what they have to go through childbirth uh may make guys if they had uh the ability to choose at birth what they wanted to do and or what sex they wanted to be uh they probably would say hey having to, to you know do that they probably choose be me <laughs> well it'd be a little hard it'd be a little yeah. hard to uh objectively say i'd rather uh you know I, i'm I, it's better to be a guy than a girl or a gal uh, just based on your life's history. But overall, uh, like I said, we put them on a pedestal. Uh, as you uh, uh, aptly pointed out, when it comes to uh, who gets child custody, it's almost always the mother. Uh, yeah. There are just yeah. all kinds of advantages. Yes, yeah, society favors them, but I don't know if that necessarily means that, you know, it's better to, to be a woman simply because society is, is you know, well, tuned towards them. I didn't ask if it's better to be a woman. I'm just saying that I think women have it better than men. Okay. All right. I, I can, uh, in, in America, um, with the way society looks at women versus men, uh, then, yeah, I, I, would, I would make that. I would agree with that as well. All right. right James, now, thank you. <laughs> James, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Ding, ding, ding. One point for me, uh, Brian. Uh, 
I got okay. I got one. I'll allow that. One convinced. <laughs> but they do, uh, you know, you, if you see a guy um, that's in distress and a beautiful woman that's in distress, who would you probably go to help first? The woman, of course. Ah, uh, and if... Uh, if, it's uh, just the if, thing to do. I mean, if I needed mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation, <laughs> you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> but that's what? Not, there was no hesitation there. Did you notice? No, that? not even, not even for a moment. Oh, no, not even a blink. <laughs> You're going to die <laughs> just that quick. <laughs> but that's what I mean. You'd go save her first, whoever she was, and I'd be, you know, floundering like a you know fish out of water. And you wouldn't care. You'd just move right along. <laughs> yeah, women. Yeah, you got it better than us. Yeah, boy. All right. 874-9390-800-529-5572. Just a little fun. Um, it, and now the hate mail is starting. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a humorous piece. It was a humorous piece, Lisa. I meant it was just for, it was all in fun. <sighs> Some mother's kids, they take this stuff so seriously. Uh, all right, uh, 874-9390, the toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Uh, apparently, uh, the Republicans are looking at perhaps uh, changing leadership, and I'm not just talking about in the House of Representatives or the U.S. Senate. Uh, Ronna McDaniel's future is in question. Uh, this, this election should have been, and, and every indication uh, was that it would be, uh, something that is, you know, a red something along the lines of a red wave. It didn't happen. Uh, Ronna McDaniel's future as head of the Republican National Committee has been called into question after the party's disappointing midterm election, showing, uh, though it is not certain with uh, whether a credible alternative will uh, will emerge, uh, Republicans were left asking what went wrong last week when their bullish predictions fell short. Democrats successfully defended their control of the U.S. Senate and limited their defeats, even if they lost control of the House of Representatives. It marked another electoral setback for Republicans. Is it that the Republicans have the wrong message? Are conservatives offering up the wrong message? Mick Mulvaney, who served as President Trump's White House Chief of Staff and Director of the Office of Management and Budget, said... Publicly, what disgruntled RNC members acknowledge privately, the Republican Party should consider a fresh start. I have no complaints about uh, Ms. Uh, McDonald personally, but we have a track record of losing with her in charge, Mr. Mulvaney said on CNN. When Trump said we would win so much, we would get tired of winning. This is not what we expected. Is the Republican message failing? That's next on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show. 
It is uh, 11.36, Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. We're talking about uh, this uh, Republican failure in this last election. Uh, some are blaming Ronna McDaniel. Some are saying that our messaging, or your messaging, I would say, is all wrong. I include me as a, as a conservative and a uh, recovering Republican. Uh, I, I personally think the message is wrong, but I'm not sure that mine would sell because people are so addicted to big government, but what would the what's wrong with the Republican message? What did they miss? What is the problem here? You had a lousy economy. You have rampant inflation. You've got uh, people streaming across the border uh, all hours of the day and night. We have no idea who's coming into the country. You have the embarrassment of the Afghan Afghanistan withdrawal. Uh, you've got a crushing national debt. How could the Republicans miss? How could they have been so off target? Uh, what do you think? 874-9390-800-529-5572. I think that in, in retrospect, uh, abortion is part of the problem. Not that the Supreme Court did anything wrong, but that the Republicans didn't embrace it. Uh, Republican governors, as I pointed out in the past, uh, I think it was yesterday I pointed this out, that Republican governors who, uh, you know, laid out and defined their position on abortion, they did well. They won. What, what, they, uh, what they did by ignoring abortion, by being afraid of abortion, is they let the Democrats paint their view of the world on them. They're, they were sort of without any regard for anybody or anything they they were just limitless pro-life no matter what life of the mother doesn't care that's the picture they painted <clears throat> the democrats painted that picture republicans should have said rape and incest are the exceptions and life of the mother uh and then started painting the democrats and saying hey look they're 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 into that fourth trimester thing you know the the 10th month uh, they're the ones that have uh, no limits. And they might have done better in that respect. So I don't think abortion was bad. I think it was mishandled. What else is, you know, what else is screwing up the message for the, uh, for the Republicans? Because this should have been a slam dunk. It really should have. 874 800 uh, Let's see. Van is first in line. Van, welcome. How are you? Van, you're you're on the air. Okay. Would, would you turn down your radio, please? All right. Go ahead. Uh, well, I think uh, I think the biggest contributor to the bad messaging is the corrupt media. You know, they're only going to let people hear what they want to hear. Uh, you know, we might have a good message, but if nobody plays it and the uh, the undecided people don't hear it, I don't know what you do about it. Yeah, but, you know, every Republican that danced around the abortion issue floundered because of the abortion issue. Uh, yeah, other, other They can't go up on a tree stump. Nobody will show up, you know. Well, other Republican candidates, every Republican governor that defined their position on abortion won. Yeah. So somebody heard them. 
Well, I'm saying that there, there's a lot of blame to go around, but the corrupt media is the number one. Number one is there, so there would be no good message. No, they're not going to give away a message that don't go uh, with what they're thinking. Yeah. All right, and yet, though, you know, as I pointed out, those Republican governors, they got their message out. How did they do it, and these other candidates didn't? Well, I don't know, but I, yeah, don't, but hear a whole lot, I don't hear a whole lot of uh, uh, messaging on CNN or MSNBC from a Republican standpoint. No, you don't. Uh, all right, Van, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. My point is that if, if these Republican governors that prevailed uh, the ones who embrace their position on uh, abortion, uh, if they got their message out, there's no reason other Republicans couldn't couldn't get their message out. Uh, so it's not all the media, though the media does have an awful bias, uh, making it uh, very challenging to win. But there is the the message isn't resonating. Uh, I think because Republicans aren't standing behind it. I don't think the message is wrong. I don't think the message is bad. I just think they're not supporting their own platform. Every Republican who's running for office that is pro-life needs to state the parameters. <clears throat> I'm pro-life. Uh, the exceptions I'll make is life uh, of the mother, uh, the uh, uh, you know rape and incest up to X number of weeks. Maybe it's not the, the ideal pro-life position, but it's one that's generally accepted. If you, put a, if you uh, embrace your pro-life position and you make it clear the, these are the limits, then you can then begin to paint the opposition and their lack of limits. And make that an issue. And if you do that, you'll find that I think the last polling data I've seen uh, indicates that something like 70% of Americans would agree that there should be limits on abortion. And most of the pro-life Democrats don't have that. And they're unwilling to admit that they don't have that. Because they know that most Americans would, uh, you know, would agree there should be some limits. You go out there and say, uh, I'm, you know, I'm pro-choice and uh, I, I don't think there should be any limits on, on abortion. Most Americans will disagree with you. But a Democrat can't come out and say that because the radical left will get upset with them and they'll lose their support. It is the Democrats who should have been between a rock and a hard place, not the Republicans. Being pro-life is not a bad thing. If you're a Republican and you're thinking of running for office, embrace it. Here are, here are my limits. Uh, what, are, what are my Democratic opponents' limits? And you can start painting them. You can start putting them in a box. Because they're the ones who have the unsustainable message... Republicans never cease to amaze me their their lack of testicular fortitude. Embrace it and you'll win. Most Americans will agree with you. So there's th that issue is pretty much taken care of if the Republicans have, and in fact I would argue they would have done much better if they had done what I said.
it's 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 an ugly ugly picture that gets painted when you have absolutely no limits on abortion if you're willing to kill a baby uh, you know minutes after it was born because you didn't want it or if it's in the birth canal and you suck the brains out of that child's skull so that it's not born alive that's not something that the American public will embrace and Democrat candidates are afraid to admit that there should be limits. Then they start agreeing with Republicans, and they can't have that. That was the biggest mistake the Republicans made in this election cycle. Uh, 874-9390-800-529-5572. Mary Beth is first. Mary Beth, welcome. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Gary? I am well, thank you. Um, I think that the Republicans... The majority of Republicans are just too afraid to they they want to get all of the voters. They want to stay middle of the road, regardless of what they believe. They're so afraid to lose votes that they won't stand up for what they believe in. Like DeSantis, for example, you know, he's not popular with everybody, but he'll say what he thinks. And I think that's refreshing. He says yeah. what he stands for. Yeah. And I think that's it. People, people don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, you've got to embrace and defend uh, and, and make clear the limits. Uh, and, and I think Republicans made a mistake in that, re- in that regard. Yeah, I think, it's, I think they're just afraid. All right, Mary Beth, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. That falls right in line with my they need to grow a pair. They need the testicular fortitude uh, to, uh, to, to defend their positions. David, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I am well, thank you. I just I agree with you totally about the abortion thing. I just feel like they didn't stand up and say, this is our platform. We don't believe in abortion in the last trimester, which the Democrats would, and they would never answer that question. Uh, on top of that, Lindsey Graham coming out at the last minute and saying he was going to push a bill through to ban abortion that didn't help us at all so yeah uh the, the argument that the the grand people are pushing is uh, equal protection under the law if it's a baby it should be entitled to equal protection yeah i agree with i agree with that too he just took the bad time to bring it up That's well, just I, my thoughts. I, I i think you have to have consistency and if for 60 years you've said it's a decision that states get to make then that's where you leave it uh, you don't try and drag it into the federal government. And I think that was also uh, a bad timing on his part. David, thank yeah. you. Glad All to have right. you on the Gary Nolan Show. 874-9390-800-529-5572. Uh, You're listening to the Gary Nolan Show. The question is, what was wrong with the Republican message? What stopped the red wave? And I think we've nailed the biggest part of it. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. Uh, On the question of who has it better in this country, men or women, uh, Sharon uh, sent me a message. Uh, Women have it better in the USA. Roles for women keep expanding and changing. Men are locked into what society and culture and history expects them. Uh, I raised a son, and it's more difficult for men. Um, That goes back to an earlier thing. Uh, The message uh, with the Republicans, why did it fail? I think we made that case uh, pretty clear that 
uh, at least the abortion issue that a lot of Republicans ran away from should have been embraced. Uh, others did it and did it successfully. And then uh, finally, this Brian sent me this uh, House Democrats are pressuring the Biden administration to embrace climate reparations. Why are they always trying to give people money? Uh, Democrats never stop. Uh, Democrat Minnesota Representative Ilan Omar and 12 other House Democrats are calling on President Climate Envoy John Kerry to help establish a framework that would have wealthy nations pay poorer nations to repair damages caused by carbon emissions. Well, you're going to have to show me those damages. I think we talked about this a couple of days ago, uh, that it's the the whole definition of, you know, these environmentalists being like watermelons, green on the outside, red on the inside. There are third world countries who, if they scream loudly enough and, and slam their feet up and down on the ground enough, might just get a big windfall from U.S. taxpayers. And... So they're going to scream global warming is causing problems here. They're third world countries that have been, well, I, I don't want to quote Donald Trump on this, but poop holes uh, f- for seeming, uh, seemingly forever because their governments don't let people be free. Freedom makes them prosperous. They're not suffering because of any man-made global warming. We just talked about it yesterday in Somalia and how Democrats were blaming cl- climate change on the current conditions in Somalia. Yeah. Starving kids like they've never yeah, been like hungry it was, before. Like it was utopia, you know, 10 yeah. years ago. Uh, it was not. Now we are <laughs> talking about establishing a framework to take people's money to help other countries because we use fossil fuels. Yeah. Please uh, stop. I, well, I just can't. Not only that, uh, but now we're giving more money to Ukraine. How many Billions more are we giving to Ukraine? Yeah, in the forties. Oh, good. That that can't. No, I can't imagine what could go wrong there. Oh no, because uh, you know it, it, they just they look at the Treasury and the Federal Reserve like it's a bottomless pit of wealth. It's their piggy bank. We just go in and oh, they spend. need some more. Okay, we'll send you a check. Yeah, uh, and and uh, and then they don't think there's any consequence to it. Thir- Thirty-one trillion. Nothing. We're on our way to $32 trillion. Omar and the other lawmakers, which included Democrat New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who wouldn't know an economics book from a hole in the wall, and House Natural Resources Committee Chair Raul Grilava, told the Biden administration to support the United Nations loss and damage financing framework. According to a letter first acquired by the Washington Post. Meanwhile, at the United Nations uh, COP27 climate change conference in Egypt, the United States and wealthy European nations have indicated that they will not sign an agreement that would force them to pay climate reparations. But these these uh, progressives want it. There's only one reason they can be pushing this as hard as they are. They want the United States to collapse. They want the United States to collapse. That's the only thing that, that uh, can explain their push. We have both a moral and strategic responsibility to provide comprehensive support for countries facing climate disaster. What, you think if we give them a couple of billion dollars, they'll suddenly turn their economies around? No. Doesn't work that way. 
Governments have to let people have private property. They have to have a bill of rights like ours, and then they will prosper. I don't care if they're in Africa or Ireland or Iceland or anywhere else. Not money from taxpayers here. And we have not hurt those countries. In fact, we've made their lives better. The use of carbon fuels has made their life... You know, it, it just takes me back to that caller about uh, half an hour, 45 minutes ago, who said oil companies ought to just stop producing for a month. Just let it run out. See how all those uh, global warming people think after that. See what they think after that. See how well they're living on their solar panels and windmills. The Democrats also argued that intermittent humanitarian assistance and financing would wouldn't be enough to help countries that are facing billions of dollars in losses and damaged needs. What billions of dollars? How, explain it. Show that to me. Everybody gets reparations. The rich are always responsible. In this case, the United States is the wealthy country, so we're the ones who are going to have to shell out billions of your dollars for some made-up nonsense about man-made global warming. Although John Kerry previously said that the United States would not obstruct international talks concerning financing for climate reparations, he also stated on Saturday that wealthy countries are unlikely to support a loss and damage fund, even though the climate activists and nations like Barbados have demanded climate funding. They've been told this is a, an avenue, this is a route whereby they can get billions of dollars from the rich country. So they're all in. They are not going to be happy until they completely destroy the country. I, I'm just convinced that's their only goal. And it doesn't make sense because there's nothing better. There is no place better in the world to live than the United States. If you can think of one, tell me. There's not. We have freedom of speech. We own private property. We have all of these, these guarantees that, that the government will help protect. That's the whole point of government. It is to protect those rights. No other country has that. we got to run whatever it is in life that you want. Go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby, honey, I'm coming home. <laughs>